L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds as we get ready to take you through the next hour of golf betting conversation. And Wes, uh, we had it surrounded, me, you, and Matt Humans, the Foreign Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. We had Carlos Ortiz and Sam Burns in the final pairing on Sunday. We had Tony Finau, Lonto Griffin, and Adam Scott just a couple of shots back. But the tax slayer himself, Patrick Reed emerges victorious, and I tell you what, he played really well, and everybody else kind of fell apart around him. Yeah, not without controversy, but it didn't affect the result, of course, uh, the big story on the weekend. Uh, on 10 on Saturday was that uh, he had picked his up out of what was thought to be an embedded lie, and then the course marshal came over and uh, gave him that free drop uh, in the rough. That Kind of a similar situation happened to Rory, right. actually, on Saturday. Uh, maybe not with all of the fanfare, but I mean, you know, Patrick Reed, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Rasheed Wallace in the NBA, where if he said something, he was going to get a technical foul. And uh, I'm not defending nor criticizing him necessarily because he has had some rules infractions. And when you get that reputation 
people are going to point that out. So uh, he took some uh, on social media this weekend, but certainly came out motivated. Uh, Five-shot win, the clear best of the weekend at Torrey Pines. Not a complete shutout, though, as we did cash some top 10 and top 20 finishes and uh, impressively started the year out as far as our head-to-head matchups with a 5-1 and one mark uh, for the Long Shots crew. And then, of course, Mr. Paul Casey over in Dubai. An easy ride for you with the final round for Mr. Casey. He wins comfortably by four shots, and you cashed a 22-1 to ticket on him. Yeah, it was nice to get on the board uh, somewhere on one tour or the other <laughs> this year. But, uh, yeah, Paul Casey was in the final pairing, just one ahead of Robert McIntyre. Uh, you know, Casey, uh, he didn't really, I guess, put it away. He just kept the distance, and then he'd give one back, and then he would get it back. And Robert McIntyre, very young, talented player. Keep your eye on him, by the way. I think he's going to win and win very frequently on the European tour, uh, just, I think, 24 years old. Uh, uh, you know, in the final pairing with a guy that's a veteran like Paul Casey and uh, Paul Casey's experience, you know, you kind of look at his career and it's amazing how much he's won, actually, uh, mostly European tour events, but he just has never won that, like, real mega event, that right. major, that player's championship. But he certainly had a very underrated career and uh, he's also in the field in uh, Saudi Arabia this week which we'll get to later on in the show yeah of course he is familiar with TPC Scottsdale being an Arizona State Sun Devil and a resident of the area but he will not be in the field stateside uh, as the PGA Tour continues its desert coastal dance going from Hawaii to La Quinta to La Jolla to Scottsdale and then back to the coast again next week in Monterey for Pebble Beach but the Phoenix Open this week is one of the oldest events on tour and has been a Super Bowl weekend tradition for some time now, Wes. What did you focus on here this week as a part of your handicap? Some of it was incoming form because, uh, as we will uh, point out, uh, I believe the last six winners here have had a uh, top five or better in in the last four events proceeding to uh, playing here in Phoenix. So sometimes that could stretch over the last calendar year, which for some players it does. Uh, and then I believe it was the last 10 winners about a top 10 or better. So usually you don't come completely off the grid to win this thing. It doesn't mean that it's a chalky player or a real short price, but it's usually somebody that you know, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, somebody that uh, doesn't come completely out of nowhere. And of course, uh, less spectators, only 5,000 per day here due to COVID-19 protocols uh, annually held on Super Bowl weekend. So uh, I focused a lot on incoming form, did some course form as well. Also focused on uh, strokes gain tee to green, greens and regulation. They are back on the Bermuda this week. So, uh, you know, some of the guys that I played maybe didn't like the Poanwa last week at Torrey Pines, and I think we'll like this a little bit better. So, uh, uh, desert golf, obviously correlated courses. I uh, used that for a couple of my guys as well. I uh, used uh, desert golf as well in terms of La Quinta and the American Express Challenge, but I also looked at courses that really favor ball strikers. Right. And a couple that I looked at were the Honda Classic and Bay Hill. They also have Bermuda Greens, ball striker golf courses that have Bermuda Greens. I looked at those two. And then also TPC Memphis, where they play the FedEx St. Jude Classic. And uh, I found the same guy 
guys at the top of the leaderboard in all these events. So that played heavily into my handicap this week. This is Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you previewing this week's PGA Tour event, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And to give us an assist, a little local insight, we want to bring in our man Drew Stoltz. He hosts Gravy in the Sleaze on PGA Tour Radio, as well as the Subpar uh, Subpar Podcast. And you can follow him on Twitter at the Sleazy Man. Thanks for joining us, Drew. How are you, sir? I am doing great, fellas. Thank you so much for having me on. Looking forward to digging into a little uh, waste management Phoenix Open. Absolutely. You're right there in the Scottsdale area. You've played this course. So so tell us about the track a little bit. What areas of the game or skill sets are going to be needed the most to get around this place successfully? Yeah, I think when you look back at the past champions here and the guys that have had success, you find a lot of elite-level ball strikers at the top of the leaderboard and the winner's circle, right? I mean, you're looking back, you got Hideki Matsuyama's had incredible success here. He's one of the better ball strikers in the world. Gary Woodland, Brooks Kepka's won here. Ricky Fowler back when he was kind of in a little better form than he is now. It's a really like a total ball striking, but from having played that golf course as much as I have, I tend to give the lean more to total driving than I would iron play. Um, if you've played this golf course, you'll see, I think the long hitters, and when I say long hitters, I mean guys that, I, that can move it through the air at about 300 yards or so have a huge advantage here, which is not unlike a lot of the courses we see on the PGA Tour, right? You can say that pretty much about everywhere, but they can carry a lot of these fairway bunkers at about 290, 295 cover, and the shorter guys have to kind of feed it between those, and it just makes the golf course so much easier. I mean, even in years past, you've seen guys covering the lake on 18, right, which used to be unheard of, and now there's a bunch of guys that can do it. But I, I like the guys that are great drivers this week. I'm looking at, like, the 300-yard and up driving distance average as long with uh, 60% or higher fairways. That's kind of a big thing that I look at because the rough is not super long, but it is thick and it is tough enough that um, it's really hard to hit it close out of the rough if you're missing a lot of fairways. So length isn't everything. You need to, you know, it helps to be playing from the fairway. So I tend to lean towards great drivers of the ball this week. Drew, when you look at TPC Scottsdale, uh, any courses come to mind that are real corollaries? I mean, I know this is a Weisskopf design, much like Torrey Pines, uh, the North Course last week. But any other courses on the PGA Tour you think really correlate the success here at uh, Scottsdale? Yeah, that's a good question because, you know, we're here in Phoenix and it is quote unquote desert golf, but there's not really a lot of desert that comes into play here, right? If you're, if you're hitting it out of the desert this week and you've done something, uh, something's gone wrong with your game plan or you hit a bad shot because it really doesn't come into play a whole lot. Um, I'm looking at a golf course, like aesthetically speaking, it looks, it can be a lot similar to PJ West stadium golf course. I think that's a little bit of a correlation there. The only difference that I see at the stadium course is there's not as many drivers out there. The guys, you know, there's a lot of water and stuff off the tee, a lot of trouble that takes driver out of guys' hands out there. I think you're going to see these longer guys, especially pulling a lot of, pulling a lot of drivers. here. I feel like you can utilize your links. Uh, more so around TBC Scottsdale than stadium course. But that, that's kind of one that I would give the, the lean towards in terms of weather is very similar, the aesthetic with the overseated rye, you know, in the fairways and things like that, chipping around the green, those sort of things. Let's go over some of the players you like this week, Drew, and I'll start with the favorites, some of the guys at the top of the board. Anybody you landed on uh, as far as the shorter shots? Yeah, I got two guys, and it's going to be no surprise to anyone, right? My first off, and, and both of these guys, take this with a grain of salt because I pretty much like both of them anytime they put a tee in the ground every single week, regardless of golf course. But John Rahm going off at 7-1, to one, I think he's the odds-on favorite, at least in my book. But his, when you look at his course history here, I mean, he's never finished outside the top 20. 
the last three years, he's ninth, 10th, 11th. I mean, he finished fifth here as an amateur back in 2015. He lives right down the road. It's a home game. And I know from like personally talking with John, how much this golf tournament means to him. He wants to win it more than anything, right? If you take the majors out of the equation, this is the one that he wants to win. And I think like, he would want to win it, you know, obviously with all the fans around. And he's a huge, you know, huge name around here, especially with the ASU support. But I think it might be a little bit easier for him this week to not have all the distractions and all the things going on that you typically get with a home game. So I love John Rahm. He's obviously one of the best uh, drivers of the ball on the planet. Uh, I love him this week. And then next to him, I like Vander Schauffele, 10 to 1. Um, you know, he's got a fifth and a second in his last two starts. I just feel like he's due. I feel like I pick him so often as my guy to win, and he's always just beating around the bush, hanging around the rim, and hasn't done it. But, gosh, man, I, I just think we are overdue for a Xander win. And what he did last weekend at Torrey Pines, he's coming in um, with two really good rounds under his belt. Drew, uh, other than obviously the tournament favorite being John Rahm, Scottsdale resident uh, like yourself and Arizona State uh, former player, anybody else locally? There's a lot of local connections here, a lot of guys that live in the area by you. Uh, anybody else maybe a little down the board that you think could go well here in a home game? Yeah, I'll give you one of my long shots that I like this week, and maybe I'm a little bit biased. I actually was out at TPC Scottsdale today. got to walk around a few holes with him and his coach, uh, Boyd Summerhays. But I really like Wyndham Clark. Uh, he's a local guy. Like I said, he's familiar with these surfaces. He plays and practices a lot at TPC Scottsdale. Uh, home game, clearly. But he checks that box for me, too. Watching him at the driver today with the three holes I walk, walk with him. I mean, he's one of the longest guys on the PGA Tour. He also putts really well. And he's a guy that last year um, was leading after the first round. Kind of his first time really ever in that position. So he didn't, he didn't uh, finish the way he would have liked to. But he's, he's already got a runner-up this year. And... But the way he drives the golf ball, if he can, if he can do that this week, um, look out for him. I think he's a guy that could sneak up the board, um, being that he's you know, pretty far down there in terms of the odds. Drew, you were talking about some of the guys at the top of the board, and uh, you said they were fairly obvious selections. And I thought you were going to go uh, with John Rahm, who you, who you did go with. And then I thought you were going to go to JT, one of your buddies there on the Subpar podcast. Yeah. Uh, are, are you against JT? Do you think the trip over from Abu Dhabi maybe is causing a little jet lag? Uh, are, are you just uh, you know, taking him off your list for any reason this week? I, I like JT. He's another one of those guys that's hard to bet against uh, every single week. But I don't, I don't think that coming over from Abu Dhabi is an ideal way to come into a week. But he's a tough guy to bet a bit, like bet against. But when I look at him, um, he's he's had a really good track record here as well. He just, I, from an accuracy perspective, off the tee, he's not quite as tight as uh, Rom and Xander, and that really does come into play here. So it's not anything that I don't like. Justin Thomas this week, he could absolutely go out and win by you know four or five shots. He's that good. He can do it anywhere. I just tend to lean towards these other guys, um, Rom especially with his track record being local and knowing how much it means to him. I just think uh, those are the two guys that jumped off the board to me. Drew, uh, one of the guys getting a lot of buzz this week is one Will Zalatoris. Uh, I've seen him uh, mm -hmm. tipped a lot this week, and he's in the 40 to 50-ish uh, to one range. And uh, look, granted, a lot of them are on the Corn Ferry Tour, but he's got the most top tens worldwide of, of anybody since the start of 2020 came out off the deck last week seventh at Torrey Pines uh do you think that a debutant I know there's another normal uh, uh debutant this week named Rory McIlroy playing here his first mm -hmm. time but do you think Zalatoris uh are we putting the cart before the horse with them or do you think he's ready to win and ready to win soon 
I don't think we're putting the cart before the horse. You don't play this good a golfer as long as we've seen with Will Zalatoris without knowing exactly what you're doing and being very, very comfortable in a lot of different types of golf courses. He's done it as well. So I think his talent speaks for itself. He's finally playing on the tour where he belongs. And I think he's a guy that's going to peel off a win sometime this year. Is it going to be this week in Phoenix? I don't know. But he's also, like you said, played some of the best golf around the planet uh, as anyone, albeit some of it being on the Corn Ferry Tour. But if you're looking in that same kind of odds range as a Zalatoris, a guy that I really like this week uh, is Scotty Scheffler. Um, I know he's coming off two missed cuts in a row. I get that. But last week at Torrey on the north, he opened with a 65. And then he got caught on that just absolutely brutal Friday on the south course and shot a 79. So I'm kind of giving him a pass there. But along those same lines, as I mentioned with Rom and Xander and the type of players that I like around this golf course, Scotty Scheffler hits the ball through the air about as far as anybody. The weather this week is supposed to be perfect. I don't see any wind. There shouldn't be any problem with that. I think Scotty Scheffler is another guy that we're looking at in the same vein as Zalatoris. I think his day is coming soon. He is Drew Stoltz. You can catch him on PGA Tour Radio and also the Subpar Podcast, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Sleazy Man. And Drew, you mentioned Scotty Scheffler, and Wes brought up the correlation with possible Tom Weiskopf designs. Of course, Weiskopf does the uh, reworking of TPC Scottsdale here back in 2015, and also did the reworking of uh, Torrey Pines North, where you mentioned Scheffler had the great round to open up the Farmers Insurance Open. So maybe something there on Scheffler. Wes also brought up the name Rory McIlroy. He's never played in this event before he certainly fits the ball striker mold and, and we've seen him do it oh. on courses that are fit for ball strikers like Bay Hill what do you think of Rory's chances this week I know Rory's never been here but let me tell you this golf course for every reason I've mentioned before is a perfect golf course for Rory and I'll add this to the mix if, if Rory's got one bugaboo right we know what it is it's his putter we saw him struggle this past weekend at Torrey Pines that's a bit of a different beast with the Poana playing late in the day it can make anybody look stupid right when you look at this golf course, these greens aren't brutally hard. They are perfect. There is very little, they're not super undulated like some of the places you'll see on tour. And we've seen quote unquote bad putters win here in the past, right? Hideki Matsuyama's killed it around this place. He ain't exactly the world's greatest putter. You know what I mean? Kyle Stanley's won here. He ain't exactly the world's greatest putter. Uh, so this place should set up. It's not a difficult putting golf course by any means. So if you're ever going to, go with the narrative like I like bad putters this week this would be a good a good place to play that Drew uh one of the angles Brady and I were talking about at the top is incoming form and usually that's a good indicator at least for success here but you've got a couple guys I'm interested in asking you about that have both had success here uh one is one one has about a top five every single year it seems like here and uh that's Bubba Watson and Ricky Fowler two guys not in really great form coming in and we know the story with Ricky Fowler he's now fallen out of the top 50 62 in the OWGR and he's got to get in that top 50 to get in the Masters this year uh, is this a place where maybe those guys turn it around this week yeah and you could actually add another name to that list with Brooks Kepka, right there's another mm -hmm. former champion that's uh, not in great form he's the guy that I kind of circled as maybe a guy to fade this week coming off three missed cuts dating back to Mayakoba just left his instructor, Claude Harmon. He kind of seems to be in a little bit of no man's land right here. But going back to Ricky, Ricky, I feel like, is very close to playing good golf. And I feel like that's a big cliche. Everyone says that, oh, I'm this close, this close. But if you look at Ricky Fowler's scorecards, you're going to see a lot of offense. He's making a lot of birdies. And he's really not putting it all that well either, which I think that'll turn around. But he makes the birdies. He just he can't seem to get out of his own way with the big numbers. And I'm not talking like bogeys. I'm talking doubles and triples and big numbers that are hard to come back from right so i think the hard part for ricky is done um when i see guys that 
don't have much offense on the board. I tend to stay away from that clearly. But Ricky's doing the hard part. He's just not doing the easy part, which is, you know, not avoiding these huge numbers. So a guy like Ricky Fowler, I think it's I think it's coming and he comes to a place where he's very comfortable, spends a decent amount of time in the past. And Bubba Watson's one of those guys I feel like you can circle about six or seven golf courses uh, across the PGA Tour for the year where Bubba Watson has a good track record, and he plays well there almost every single time. You know, like Riviera being one, uh, TBC River Highlands being another one. It's just certain places where he shows up, it fits his eye, and this is a place like that too. So regardless of form, I would, I would be more bullish, I would say, maybe on a, on a Bubba and a Ricky than I would on Brooks right now. It just kind of seems a little bit – stagnant right now and maybe these tournaments aren't big enough for him and he's waiting for the majors but he just doesn't seem to have a lot of juice right now drew uh west mentioned that uh, ricky is currently on the outside looking in for the field at augusta national we're just 65 days away from the 2021 version it wasn't that long ago that we played the masters back in november do you have any early thoughts or any bets in your pocket already for who might put on the green jacket uh coming up here in a couple months yeah, I got some thoughts, and I want to say this first. Uh, DJ, we haven't seen play in a while, but he's going to be a hard guy to bet against, obviously, if he comes back in the similar form that we saw him at the end of last year. I think he, he's clear-cut the best player in the world right now. But a guy that I got circled big time, we've already talked about him uh, tonight, is Justin Thomas. Um, looking at his track record around Augusta, you, pro- you guys probably know this too, but every single year he gets better. He's finished 39th, 22nd, 17th, 12th, and 4th. Uh, this last November at Augusta, he is figuring that place out. And that golf course is a second shot golf course. It is an iron golf course. You've got to control your ball two or three yards here or there can mean the difference between having a six foot look at birdie or having a 45 footer that you're trying to two putt. Nobody controls his irons better than Justin Thomas. And I think, I think he's starting to figure this golf course out. The more he's played it, I'm, I'm really going to something weird is going to have to happen between now and Augusta for me to not really love Justin Thomas going in. I'm with you, man, for all the reasons stated there, especially the progressive ascent up the leaderboard we've seen out of Thomas since he started uh, taking on Augusta National. Great stuff, my friend. Always good to talk to you, and enjoy the Phoenix Open this weekend, Drew. Absolutely, boys. Appreciate you guys having me on, and happy betting. All right, very good. Thank that you, is Drew. Drew Stoltz. Catch him on PGA Tour Radio and also the Subpar Podcast with our buddy Colt Nost. And Colt will join us a little later in uh, Long Shots uh, course, uh, course. Colt is a Texas native, so I've got him slated for one of the Texas tournaments. That's very good. Uh, obviously, a lot to choose from with Dallas and uh, San Antonio, uh, which I believe uh, goes back before the Masters this year. So, uh you know, we kind of have that normal schedule, even though we don't have a normal environment surrounding these tournaments. I'm glad we have kind of a normal schedule back on the PGA Tour where the dates were we're accustomed to seeing the tournaments in. I thought that was some great insight by Drew, and I found it a little bit interesting that he kind of went the total driving route mm-hmm. rather than the mm-hmm. ball striking. He mentioned the importance of ball striking, but I'm kind of leaning on, you know, that iron play and greens and regulation. He kind of went with the off-the-tee approach. Well, and I mean... You look, and I think both have been successful here. Guys that have been good off the tee over the years, obviously Brooks Kepka, uh, very good off the tee. And then you have a Webb Simpson right, that's more of right. an iron player and a guy that obviously the putter got hot uh, late last year as he beat Tony Finau in the, in the playoff. But, uh, you know, Gary Woodland is kind of one of those total driving guys that won here in 2018. So you see a bunch of different guys. And I like what he mentioned about the putters, too. Kyle Stanley, not the best putter. Hideki Hideki Matsuyama, back-to-back. I was actually on him at that win uh, over Ricky Fowler because I remember that year it actually ran into the Super Bowl. 
Oh, okay, that right, right. Playoff was so long. I remember that. Yeah, and it was him and uh, Ricky going back and forth. But neither of those guys are great putters, and and they were able to win here. So it's just. But I do think some of the guys, and he mentioned Poa, like what I would say with Rory. I don't think he liked that Poa last week. Oh no. But I think he'll like this uh, this Bermuda and and a little bit of Poa trivialis, but more of a true Bermuda. I mean, for Ricky to do as well as he did at the Farmers last week, I think tells me a lot because yeah. now he's going to be at a course where he may have better course form than anybody in this field. Uh, We'll see where our heads are at as far as Ricky Fowler a little bit later in the program. Next up, Wes will take a look at the European Tour event this week as a part of our segment called Across the Pond. Keep it here on Long Shots. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network covering the Phoenix Open preview here in this episode. But uh, as a part of the program, the Across the Pond segment, we also like to take a look at the European Tour event. And uh, for about the third week in a row, another really good field, Wes. And uh, give us a little insight on the Saudi Invitational. Once again, uh, a packed house as far as a star-studded lineup there on the other side of the world. Yeah, the event in Saudi Arabia. 
maybe a very short history, only its third year in existence. And uh, the favorite is Dustin Johnson at five to one. And I guess why not? Considering he's a number one in the world, B won this event, the inaugural event in 2019, and then uh, finished runner up last year to Graham McDowell. So it's really hard to get a statistical angle here because Dustin Johnson and Graham McDowell are very different players, right? With very different approaches to uh, playing this game. So I really couldn't pinpoint, okay, it's uh, strokes gained approach or strokes gained off the tee. So I really didn't have enough of that information, but Dustin Johnson, uh, Bryson DeChambeau in the field, Tyrrell Hatton, Patrick Reed makes the trip over yes. after winning last week in San Diego. Uh, uh, we kind of saw last week when I was on Paul Casey, uh, the jet lag really didn't didn't seem to matter, to be honest with you, because usually that's kind of a bad circumstance. But it didn't matter as Paul Casey came over and won after he had eighth in uh, Palm Desert. So uh, I'm hoping for a couple guys to do the same, but this time uh, – I went with a couple guys at 16 to 1 and Victor Hovland mm-hmm. uh, at 16 to 1. Uh, T2 last week in San Diego almost accomplished the feat, same thing as last year. Remember when he won in Mexico at Mayacoba right. at the end of the year? Then he hopped a flight to finish third on debut at the uh, DP World Tour Championship in Dubai uh, last December. Uh, Hovland got two wins last year in 2020. He already has one for the season because it's a wraparound season, the Mexico tournament. Both of his wins have come on these uh, Paspalum fairways mm-hmm. and greens uh, at Puerto Rico and at Mexico. So I thought, eh, it kind of made sense. Uh, he's obviously very motivated, more m- more motivated than your average appearance fee, sure. which a lot of these guys are getting uh, to play here in Saudi Arabia. So That makes mo- sense. And also, you mentioned that Paspalum surface. It's very similar to Poana, yes. which obviously he had a lot of success on last week. Yes. And uh, Hovland, I think he's very motivated. I think a win here would really get him in good position to be on the Ryder Cup team come this fall, and I think that's very important to him. Uh, I took another stab at Tony Fee now. I just can't quit him. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Thomas Detry. I, I can't quit. Uh, I can't quit him. Uh, T2 <laughs> last week in San Diego. Playing well. 36 no doubt top about it. tens are better. And I kind of did it just because I happened to make the comment. I was like, you know what? With all this and another near miss on the PGA Tour, Watch him kind of, uh, you know, break the streak here of not winning a tournament, uh, going and winning in Saudi Arabia, of right. all places. So, right. Tony Finau, uh, Sergio Garcia, 30 to 1. He was sixth last week, uh, sixth also here last year. Recall uh, that's when. Uh, our, our partner, Matt Humans got on the rant about Sergio Garcia because this was the tournament where he damaged the greens yes. and slammed his club and uh, ended up trying to make it up by not taking his appearance fee the following year. Of course, the uh, first year, he got $650,000 for an appearance fee here. So that tells you what some of these guys at the top are getting to play in Saudi Arabia. Matt would love that if uh, it was two weeks in a row with Patrick Reed and Sergio Garcia. <laughs> I give up betting golf, Brady. I give up. But, uh, yeah, he he leads in strokes gained off the tee for the European Tour, as he usually does. Uh, yes. So Sergio, 30-1. to 1, Thomas Peters, 58-1. to 1, Actually had a broken finger over the Christmas holiday, but looks like he's getting back into form. He was third here last year, third and first in two appearances in Saudi Arabia for strokes gained tee to green. Thought he made sense. The two bombs I have, Alexander Levy mm-hmm. at 110 to 1. The Frenchman uh, really likes desert golf. Top 10s in Abu Dhabi, Oman, Dubai, including a ninth last week. 
and also here in Saudi Arabia, fifth here two years ago. And then uh, Sean Crocker is my long shot at 180. Actually, he is an American. I was going to say he's American, that right? That plays over there. He's a USC grad. Uh, gained almost 11 strokes in two of his last three events just on his ball striking. So maybe a move to like the the rarely seen Paspalum will kind of cure the putting woes. So I thought at 180 it was worth a shot. I was looking at the field uh, today and I thought there was a lot of really intriguing names, uh, uh, you know, from all over the world. Uh, some Americans, Phil Mickelson going over there, getting yep. a little appearance fee, Jonathan Vegas, Jason Kokrak, uh, Kevin Na, some journeyman uh, PGA Tour players that have become come uh, in the mix with some wins to their name, uh, now getting recognized by the European Tour as well. Abe Answer, Bryson DeChambeau, mm -hmm. and then your boy Andrew Beef Johnston back in the mix. Haven't heard from him in a while. I like that more people are going over and playing European events, even if it is in Saudi Arabia. No, absolutely. It's great to have golf all over the world with star-studded fields like that. We will talk major implications when we come back right here on Long Shots. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And it is that time of the program for our major implications segment. And we take a look at the next major on the calendar. And just 65 days away, they will take a stroll down Magnolia Lane and tee it up for the 2021 Masters. And we have a new little segment here, a game that we play during the major implications segment where we take a look at a couple of players. And who would you rather have in pocket, a futures ticket on, to win the Masters outright, similarly play guys on the odds board. We'll start with the shortest shots that we've been presented with this week. Uh, Rory McIlroy at 12 to 1 and John Rahm at 12 to 1. Wes, any preference there between a couple of studs? You know, this actually is a very tough uh, choice here. Uh, John Rahm, I thought, uh, and look, he ended up T7, but he was never really a contender, and I thought he was going to be last fall. And then we know what happened to Rory McIlroy, a very bad start, but then a nice comeback, uh, did not give in. I think at one point he was like three over par, and it's like, okay, man, this guy's going to be slamming the trunk, and then somehow he ends up tied for fifth. So, uh you know, Rory's had, uh, I believe, uh, I think it's six top tens here in his career. So best finish is fourth. Uh, John Rahm has obviously had a fourth, a ninth, and a seventh in his last three appearances. Uh, Rahm, I think right now, at least today, is showing the better form. Uh, now, Rory certainly could win very soon, maybe even this week. Uh, but Rahm being number two in the world certainly has put together the form and has had more recency in terms of his victories. Yeah, I lean with Rahm a little bit. The only thing that uh, is keeping me off of him is his lack of experience at Augusta. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Rory has more of that. But uh, if you had to give me one of the two tickets right now, I think I'd probably rather have John Rahm. He was in my pocket last year, uh, and he uh, came up a little short. Rory uh, did not win in 2020. Yeah, was I know. looking at that. I was like, when's the it's last time It's been about a year and won? a half, I think. Yeah, I think it was in China, uh, November of 2019, his last win. And then uh, 
Rom has been winning with regularity. Of course, uh, two big events last year to BMW and the Memorial yep. uh, were I was fortunate enough year. to be on him. Almost won at uh, uh, the uh, Zozo as well yes. down at uh, Sherwood. Uh, matchup number two. These are both at 30 to one. Patrick Reed, fresh off of his win at Torrey Pines or Patrick Cantley, both at 30 to one. Who would you rather have here? I feel like Patrick Cantley's game fits Augusta better. But Patrick Reed's got a green jacket. Yes, he does. As absurd as that sounds. Uh, but look, uh, and I had Cantlay a couple years ago when Tiger won, and he took the lead when he made that eagle, I believe, on, uh, I think it was 15, mm-hmm. uh, yep. on Sunday. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, now he's here. But Patrick Cantlay had never really been in contention in a major before. So next hole he kind of put one in the trees and uh, and ended up falling off and finishing T9. So He's essentially the last two years, T9, T17, uh, disappointing in 2020. 2020, it's kind of hard, though, to put so much stock in that because the schedule was so topsy-turvy throughout the year. But you look at Patrick Reed, he had had nothing before that win in 2018, and then he finishes T10 last November. He really hasn't had, like, that great master's form where it's like you have the same guys every year because that's what Augusta is. You have the same guys every year that get top fives, top tens, where you can see progressively good form. And Reed hasn't had that. Now, Reed's in the uh, in the much better shape right now. So if I were to say right now, Reed, but if I'm being speculative, I think Patrick Cantley's game fits better. I prefer Cantley, uh, and uh, he's a guy that we've talked about. Is if you had to bet one guy to win a major this year, I like Patrick Cantley. I think he is really coming through uh, with some big golf uh, as of late. Of course, he was the winner at Sherwood at the end of last yeah, season. Yeah, holding off John Rahm and Justin Thomas exactly. with them chasing you. That's not bad. And he's won the Memorial as well, kind of a corollary course to Augusta. Uh, so I'd be with Cantley there. Uh, you talk about Tiger and Cantley, uh, the year when Tiger won in 2019 here were a couple of guys that were in the mix that day as well both at 40 to 1 tony finau or webb simpson would you rather on either one of these the easy answer is to say webb simpson because he's actually won some golf tournaments recently and a major and tony finau sure as heck has not uh uh, there, I think it's 36 top 10s now since uh, his win at 2016 in the Puerto Rico Open. But if you really look at Webb Simpson, he has never really been good at Augusta yeah. until the last two years where he's tied for fifth and tied for 10th here in November. So uh, maybe he's starting to show some. But Tony Finau also fifth and 10th, 2019 and 2018, respectively. So this is a little bit more even than you would think. I mean, you would automatically go, Webb Simpson, he's won a U.S. Open, and 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 he's won uh, actual tournaments, and Tony Finau has that one win. But I think Tony Finau is the better player. I think he is. Well, at Augusta, maybe, you know, you know, and I just maybe I'm just being biased with talent, but I think he is. And I'm not dismissing Webb, but Tony Finau is the more talented player. And eventually he's got to be able to live up to that talent. I'm with you on Finau. I I would go that direction. I think he's more built for Augusta. Nick, if you were doing this for a U.S. Open and both of those guys were at 40 to 1, if we were at Olympic Club or a true U.S. Open type test, I'd be on Webb Simpson. No brainer. But uh, for the Masters, uh, I'll take 40 to 1 on Finau over Webb. Okay, these uh, guys have had some success at Augusta National as well. Jordan Spieth, he's won one. He's at 60 to 1 versus Ricky Fowler at 60 to 1. Fowler not yet in the field. Yeah, so just 
just on the basis of that, I would say Jordan Speed because he's actually going to play. That's cheating. He'll be at the champion's dinner, uh, at least, because he, you get exempt for life when you uh, win a green jacket until uh, age uh, constraints uh, take over. But, uh, look, Jordan Spieth's game's not in the best of shape. I actually had Fowler over Spieth in a matchup. Not that Fowler set the world on fire, but Spieth ended up missing the cut. So, uh, I mean, I do think what Drew Stoll said in, in the first segment, you know, has a lot of truth to it. I do think Ricky is showing signs. Mm-hmm. He's He's been working with the new instructor and, uh, you know, trying to kind of uh, find his game again. So it's like what he said when he said about offense, making birdies. He's putting points on the board, but he's giving up points. Yes. You know, but, but the defense has been kind of a sieve because he's making doubles and triples. But uh, in terms of the game, who I think is closer to playing good golf is Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I, I'm on Fowler. He's been playing very well the last couple of weeks, and it looks like he's making a concerted effort to get into that Masters field. Uh, finally, the last matchup, the uh, aforementioned young superstar Will Zalatoris. He's at 100-1. to one. I don't know if he's in the field yet either. Is he inside the top 50? Uh, I do not know. He's that close, right now, close to the top 50 close. in the world. Uh, Will Zalatoris at 100 to one versus Mark Leishman at 100 to one. Mm, you know, I think maybe you've got to have a tournament here. Now, Jordan Spieth won in his second ever appearance, but this would be Zalatoris's first. So, uh, look, I would have to go with Mark Leishman. I did not like him in last year's Masters, and he ended up uh, showing out okay, kind of turning his season around. Yeah, I'm with you. I would take experience over the debutante there. I'm with Leishman at 100-1. to We'll come back, and we'll get to our plays for the Phoenix Open right here on Long Shots. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots here at VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds. And it is time for the program to get to our match play segment where we go over all of our plays for the week. Of course, the Phoenix Open, the tournament on tap. And we'll start with our colleague, Matt Humans. He did not do any head-to-head matchups. He quit while he was ahead. I think he was 1-0 and <laughs> last week. I wish I would have taken that approach. We had a nice week with the head-to-heads. I was 2-0. and I think you were 2-1. and And Matt was 1-0. and So uh, only one loser between the three of us in the head-to-heads, but we'll start with Matt Humans and his uh, uh, outrights to win this tournament, and I know he's on one of his favorite players. That is Justin Thomas, who he found at 10-1, to and I can't argue with him there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, the fact that he's got back-to-back third-place finishes uh, might also have a little motivation. Of course, we mentioned uh, the incident that cost him his uh, sponsor being Ralph Lauren. Uh, He now has uh, other sponsors are sticking with him. I read Mm -hmm. a story about that today. Uh, uh, So, look, I think, you know, that that can kind of humble you a little bit. All of a sudden you get cost a business relationship that and he's been with them for a long time. It's not like he just signed with them. So, uh, you know, he might have a little motivation to, you know, uh, really be even more motivated to play well when you have some kind of adversity thrown your way. Another one of Matt's favorite players, Xander Shoffley. And I think, it, you know, if you're going to go to the top of the board this week, you've got Rom, Thomas, Shoffley, and Rory, and you kind of figure you had to pick one of them. He's gone with two. He's taken Shoffley at 12 to one uh, and, you know, Drew Stoltz said it. This guy finally kind of cracked the code of Torrey Pines where he's never been able to play well there. And it's his practically his home course. Grew mm-hmm. up in San Diego, went to San Diego State, just managed to finish second there last week. So he also checks the box of coming in in good form. He does. And, uh, you know, can't argue. I, I The fact that the matter is that uh, Shoffley had not played well in San Diego, uh, really, which was kind of his home event, being a San Diego State guy. And it's like eventually one year he's going to figure it out. We finally had a really good finish, and uh, he's a guy that I'm on uh, pretty frequently here uh, you know, throughout the season as well. But I don't know if 12-1 to 1 was for me, but I certainly would not be shocked if uh, he would win this event. And another couple of guys that have had great history here find their way onto Humans' card, and that is Daniel Berger, great putter on Bermuda grass. He's at 23-1. to 1. And then Bubba Watson, uh, Drew Stoltz mentioned him as well. Great course form for Bubba here. I believe he was sixth here last year at the uh, WMPO. Uh, Bubba there at 52-1. to 1. And I, I don't think you can argue against any of these four selections. Yeah, not at all. Uh, well, I'm actually on two of them, as a matter of fact. Uh, well, go one, ahead. Go one ahead. One being Daniel Berger uh, at 23 to 1. Uh, and I mentioned uh, four top 11s in uh, six appearances here. So, uh, made absolute sense. He's a really good putter on this surface. I mean, if you look at the stats, like the ball striking stats haven't been there lately. 
but he's got two top tens to start the season. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of a fresh new year. He's obviously already in the Masters, being that the Colonial victory in June mm-hmm. didn't count for November, but it counts for this April. So, uh, you know, there's been times where his long game has been sharper, but the putters let him down. Or the putter's been really on point, but the long game, the tee to green, has not been good. So if he can just put it all together, uh, he can manage it here. Uh, Bubba Watson will also uh, follow up on that. Done everything, really, but win here. Uh, Third and fourth last two years. Also a couple runner-ups and another fifth. Recall last fall, he did kind of show some signs uh, when he had those back-to-back top tens right here at Shadow Creek and also at Sherwood. So, uh, you know... Horse for course here. Uh, uh, I think uh, course form does matter here at Phoenix. So Bubba Watson did make my card. He's also number one in this week's field for uh, strokes gain tee to green. He's okay. second overall on tour. Uh, Rory McIlroy was my short guy. I know uh, uh, everybody's going with JT. I can't argue with that. Uh, Rory did have his own uh, rules controversy on Saturday. So maybe that might give him a little bit more motivation as uh rumored that Patrick Reed's wife's burner account pointed (laughs) out that Rory McIlroy had the same thing going on. So uh, allegedly uh, that cannot be confirmed. That's the, uh, the buzz on uh, golf Twitter, certainly. Uh, But uh, you know, so maybe that might uh, put a little fire under, under Rory here. Uh, He actually led the field in GIR last week, greens and regulation. uh, And that goes a long way. here. Yeah. Was 68th in the field in driving accuracy and still led the field in GIR. Which is amazing. Uh, he spoke that it, that I think he's going to like the Bermuda better than the Poa. So Rory, uh, I have him. Will Zalatoris. Uh, it seems like everybody in the world is on Will Zalatoris this week. So this could go uh, this could go very downhill very quickly on uh, Zalatoris. But look, the approach in T to Green, he's tied in the top five all over the place. So uh, he made sense. And then I'll get my long shots in real quick and go to you, Brady. Uh, I did have uh, three longer guys. Uh, Benny on mm-hmm. ninety to one, two top tens and four appearances here at TPC Scottsdale. Fifty-four hole leader back in twenty seventeen, and I was on him that year. Fell back uh, with the seventy-three to finish sixth. Uh, new coach Sean Foley, yeah, who has worked with a lot of big names: Tiger, Justin Rose, uh, a lot of these different guys. Seems to have a swing back on track. Good desert player. He's one in the Middle East. Uh, Just finished eighth. Yeah, at the Amex. Yep. So uh, Benny on made sense. Uh, Martin Laird was my one local Scottsdale resident. Uh, four top tens in nine years here. Now he comes in. He's in the top 100 in the world. So you're in a different stead now. First time since 2013. Remember, he won last fall. The reason why he's in the top uh, 100 in the world uh, is because he won at the Shriners. Right. Here at TPC Summerlin in another desert layout. Eighth on tour in GIR. Matthew Neesmith, very speculative play, 250 to one. Uh, first in this week's field for GIR. Mm-hmm. And eighth in approach. And he was second last week in Torrey Pines. Uh, the putting has not been good. He also finished eighth here at the Shriners, which is another kind of uh, desert correlated course. So at 250, now this is a guy I would kind of mix where, okay, you don't want to just put it all on outright. 
obviously go top 10, top 20, yeah. probably get some nice juicy prices on Mr. Neesmith. I believe it was Martin Laird that was down the stretch. I don't think they went to a playoff, but was down the stretch in the final pairing with Brooks Kepka in 2015 yes. when Kepka eventually prevailed and got his first tour victory. Uh, I am on Justin Thomas with uh, Mr. Humans at 10 to 1. I, I just couldn't get past the stats. I mean, he's number one in birdies last year. He's number two in birdies this year. He's first in strokes gained approach last year. This year, he's 11th in strokes gained approach. Uh, two top fives here in a row in Phoenix. And then all the correlated courses that I brought up, the ball striker courses were Bermuda grass, the Honda Classic. He was first in 2018, third in 2016. He's won last year. Uh, I believe it was uh, August or late July. He won at TPC Memphis. So, I, I mean, there's not much to say about Justin Thomas. I, I think this guy is absolutely going to be near the top this week. And I'll take a stab with him at 10 to 1. Ricky Fowler, uh, we talked about the motivation to get in the field uh, for the Masters. He's currently 62nd in the world right now in the world rankings. Uh, and he's been playing well two weeks in a row now. You go back to the Amex, uh, and he's had good history at La Quinta as well. 21st two weeks ago was 10th last year. He was fourth in the field for strokes gain T to green. He was also 16th in the field in strokes gain mm -hmm. T to green at Torrey Pines. And, and I said this earlier, if he's doing well at Torrey Pines with Poana Greens, a course that he typically doesn't play well at all. Uh, now he goes to a course where he may, he may have the best course form in the entire field. I think Ricky's worth a shot at 50 to one. I almost played him too. Uh, I did almost add Ricky. I think maybe I need to see a little bit more, but I was thinking here or maybe PGA national once yes. they get to the Florida swing, he's going to have some tournaments coming up, which are really good courses for him where he could maybe kind of finagle his way uh, not necessarily just with a win, but with some, you know, top three, top fives where he can get his way back into the uh, top 50 uh, should he not win. But obviously, if he wins, he'll get the automatic uh, invitation uh, to Augusta. Yeah, you mentioned PGA National, of course, the uh, course for the uh, Honda Classic. And Ricky was second there in 2019 and won it in 2017. Another course where I saw a lot of the same names I was looking at this week pop up uh, on the leaderboard at those courses. And then Billy Horschel, uh, a guy, in, uh, again, and, and there's a similar theme with all my guys, ball strikers that putt well on Bermuda grass, and Billy Horschel is that guy, one of the best putters here at the Phoenix Open the last couple of years, finished ninth here uh, at Phoenix last year. He's only missed one cut in eight tries in Phoenix. He was ninth at TPC Memphis in 2019, a couple of top tens at the Honda. He's never missed a cut at Bay Hill, and you and I talked about this on the green zone. We were watching the tournaments in Hawaii. Billy Horschel's been playing well this year, and yeah, we were he, like, where are we going to find a spot for him. I found one. He is very sneaky. Uh, was uh, seventh, I believe. Uh, was that for the uh, Sony? Yes. When we were watching, yeah, he was seventh. Did miss the cut last week. But look, not all missed cuts are created equal. So, uh, and and his best finish actually in this event was last year, his first top ten. So uh, maybe sometimes there's something to be said for guys kind of figuring it out, out at a course. Uh, and and sometimes they get it right away. Sometimes it needs a few reps where you finally figure it out. And the other one I'm on is uh, Benny on. I'm right there with you on Ben on. I was able to find him at a hundred to one really like that price, but uh, again, has a great history at Bay Hill. I, and this is what Drew Stoltz talked about. And you and I have alluded to, you talked about it with Matthew Neesmith, Ben on, uh, you know, he's like Harold Varner. I don't know if I've ever seen him make a putt, but <laughs> he has been working on the putting with his new coach, Sean Foley, but uh, he is absolutely the epitome of a ball striker. And I think that's what you really need here this week uh, in Phoenix. So we'll see if, uh, 
And I bet him a top 20 finish as well. Uh, we'll see if we can get him inside the top 20 and possibly to the top of the list with uh, Ben on the former Cal Bear at 100 to 1. And then uh, my head-to-head matchups, Wes, I took Justin Thomas at plus 120 over John Rahm. Uh, it's a risky play, but I favor Thomas's iron play over that of Rahm. Yeah, yeah, it certainly makes sense here. Uh, in uh, my matchups, uh, Daniel Berger over Webb Simpson. Going against the tournament champion, usually uh, not always the easiest thing to do, but uh, I'm going to do that here. I think Berger's in good form. Watson over Day. Day was very bad last week in Torrey Pines. So, uh, he was. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. And then Benny on how is Carlos Ortiz going to come back from that near miss last week? So Benny on even money over Ortiz. Next week, we'll talk with Scott Shelton. He's the golf odds maker and handicapper for BetMGM as we preview Pebble Beach. That'll do it for long shots. Enjoy the, enjoy the golf, everybody. Thanks for watching. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.